Oh shit. I'm feeling inspired this morning, so. I'm trying to do a freestyle again. I don't even know if it's a freestyle at this point, because I've had to do a few takes, but. It is off the dome. Here we go. Millennial man child, more like millennial man wild. Cause I'm an animal. Can't cage me. You can't age me. I'm going to infinity and beyond, son. Buzz Lightyear. Spark the lighter. Cause I'm burning that California Kush, son. Always feeling better when I'm smoking that bush, son. But in October, I'm trying to be sober. I don't even know what's gonna happen. Hides in the clouds, but not no mo. Not no mo. I don't even know. I don't even know. Going diabetic on this float. Sugary sweet, then you die slow. I don't even know. I don't even know. Existential crisis on this float. What's the meaning of life? Is there a God? I don't even know. I don't even know. Trying to holler at you hoes. Trying to holler at you hoes. 619, they see me be like, damn, he fine. Not really, though. Not really, though. That's okay. Because I don't need you going to the top. Get out of my way. Oh, yeah, let's just end it there. Fuck. Take 875. I finally had a halfway decent freestyle. Fuck yeah, that's what's up. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. And as always, I'm your illustrious host, Miles Casey. How we doing? Woo! Man, I am sweating up a storm in here. Ooh, it's hot today. It's a warm one. But I hope you're doing well. I'm doing much better today. Uh, Yesterday was day one of Sober October. And, woo, it was testing the kids' patience to the max, you know. Had to work 13 hours, both jobs. Uh, We got a bunch of new people. So it's just a fucking headache trying to always help them. And, you know, long story short, yesterday sucked dick. I was in a mood. I couldn't get out of that mood. And was feeling sorry for myself and questioning myself and all kinds of weird shit. And it was just one of those fucking days, you know? And it happened to be on day one of Sober October when I just wanted to... I didn't have to do shit today, really, besides record the podcast and go to an open mic later. I wanted to get blackout drunk last night. And I haven't even wanted to really even get drunk in, like, a month or two. But I was, like, last night, I was just, like, wanting to chug a bottle of vodka, basically. (laughs) So, you know... It's just weird, you know, sometimes you have those fucking terrible days, and I had one of them yesterday, but, you know, it's day two now, sober October, and I'm feeling much better on the upswing, so we'll see, it's gonna be interesting, this whole sober October, trying to get through this month, no weed, no booze, cutting back, cutting out porn as well, you know, I figured get rid of everything that's distracting or or bad or, you know, not seen as uh, beneficial in some way, so we're just trying to get rid of all that shit, social media's gone. I think I'm going to still post on Instagram the podcast, but that's it. So it'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep you updated and look forward to seeing how this month progresses. You know what I mean? Should be fun. Uh, 
But besides that, you know, I did have a really good weekend. It's crazy that I could have such an amazing weekend. And then that Monday just was fucking terrible, man. Yesterday sucked. But the weekend was great. Uh, I had a friend fly out to visit me, Rebecca. She hung out. And uh, we went and, you know, wandered around OB, did that thing. And then went and saw my buddy, Tyler, in Austin. Their band, the Clean Cut Hippies, which I am a huge fan of. And it's so cool to see them, like, progress and get better and better every time I see them. And they killed it at the Adams Avenue Street Fair uh, this past weekend. Amazing stuff, man. It's so much fun to see them. It's, like, inspiring to me to see them improve and getting better because it's like, fuck, I need to work harder. I need to get better because they are, and it's really cool to see. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun weekend, really fun weekend. And... Just to have that fucking Monday. I couldn't believe the, the contrast in days and how I was feeling in my mood. It's uh, It was wild. But, you know, we're here now. We're doing all right. Uh, oh, I guess we should probably get into it. We've got a little, you know, got a special guest for you today. Uh, my friend Kirill Sainovsky. Probably butchered that name. Sorry. You know how it is on here. I butcher most things that I do. But, um... Yeah, man, this was a fun one. We went to Winston's, and he did his first open mic ever, which was fucking just cool to experience that with him because I kind of, you know, have already done a million open mics now. Not a million, but plenty. And uh, it was fun to see somebody do it for the first time, and he did all right. He did pretty good, man. He got up there and told a story, and it was funny. You know, of course, with everything, it's not like he was fucking had me rolling on the ground, but he was really, you know, I feel like he should keep at it and keep keep doing it is the thing is what I'm getting at here. But we had a great conversation, talked about all kinds of shit, uh, some really interesting stories, some very funny moments in this podcast. As I've been saying, one of my favorite yet. I keep having like more and more fun with these, you know, and seriously, thank you all for listening. It is much appreciated, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks. Yo, 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 yo. Chick, I call it Lola. She feel like the ocean, like to drink and smoke some Doja. And I feel like smoking, plus she good at charming cobras. I feel like I'm chosen, but she ain't the only one. No. Got the chick, I call it Katia. She be acting bougie, then she came through and tied me up. Now she just a groupie, got the aura of the mafia. Her friends wish they knew me, but they ain't the only ones. No. What they want, what they want, what they want. Dollar signs, yeah, I know it's what they want. What they want, what they want, what they want. Y'all ain't fooling me at all. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I've been at this shit for nine years. Now they start to call. I'm a DIY pioneer. They trying to get involved. Yippee Kaye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to set it off. I'm probably the only one. Yeah. I'm correct when you approach me. I can size you up. Taking all the shots like Kobe. Almost 81. Guess I got to play the goalie. Go and save me some. I'm probably the only one. What they want, what they want, what they want. Dollar signs, yeah, I know it's what they want. What they want, what they want. What's up? Welcome back to the Millennial Man Child Podcast. And I'm here with a very special guest, my friend, Kirill Sainovsky. Say the sky, whatever you want to call it. Same thing. How you doing, buddy? Doing real good, man. Feeling great. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you could join me tonight. We actually got to experience something very interesting tonight, and I wanted to kind of talk about it on the podcast a little bit. 
you got to do your first open mic ever tonight, which I think is really cool. How do you how do you feel about it? I thought it went well, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it went pretty well, actually. I felt good about it, and you know, I was mostly Miles and my other friend laughing. <laughs> Um, you know, the other three people in there weren't laughing as much, but uh, it was good. I felt good about it. I loved it, man. I think it's fun that you decided to take the chance just to just be like, fuck it. This is something that I wanted to do. I've thought about it for a while. You even told me at one point you thought like seven years ago, <laughs> maybe, right? Or something silly like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I can't tell these jokes. No, no, no. Well, people my whole life were like, oh, you should do stand-up. You should do stand-up. And it, I feel like a lot of people have heard this too. And so I was like, okay, like started writing jokes down and I thought I had a couple really good ones until I realized it was all just about pooping and peeing. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, I was like, I can't go up on stage. I was like, this is terrible. It's going to paint me in a terrible light. Like, that's, this is awful. That's hilarious. You're just talking about pooping and pissing. That's it. And like, pee pee poop poop. <laughs> that's literally it. <laughs> Here's what I got for you guys. Yeah. Well, I like, I see, what I think is fun, and one of the things that's hard about stand up sometimes is like tonight you kind of hit him with a little something something, you know, the office woos and stuff. Like, mm. I thought that was clever. When you came out with it, I liked it. And I didn't know where you're going with it exactly. And then you're like, I hit my boss with that shit. And I thought <laughs> it was funny. But it's like, you actually told a story. Yeah. And I like, see, I've, some of my favorite comedians have always been storytellers, and I like to t- try to tell stories, but it's hard when you only have five minutes and you, and you don't really have the trust of the audience. Yeah. So they just are like, eh, coming in and out of a story and it's not the same thing. But you did good tonight. Like, I, I was enticed and I think Thank that you. has to count for something. Well, listen, I, I honestly felt a little bit of encouragement hearing you tell the story right mm. before me mm. because I feel like every other comic was just doing like little bits. They had little pieces yeah. of paper out, which I didn't know you could do that. It's open I didn't know you could do that. It's the Wild West, brother. I would have fucking done that. Yeah. Dude. I should, you should ask me. You could, yeah. I've been working all week to try to get off book. I love that. I didn't. You should, though. That's good. That's Professionals do it. They don't bring a fucking notepad yeah. up there. What the fuck, man? And, I, and I, I, it's so funny that you say that because I bombed when I, so I went to an open mic on Tuesday this week. You know, you were busy okay. yeah. doing your job interview, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, you got the offer. But I went to this open mic and I saw another comedian. Uh, go up and like was reading some notes off of her phone and was like yeah. you know some of them were landing some of them weren't I was like oh shit she's reading off her phone I'm just gonna read out of my notebook this will be chill like I got this yeah and horrible idea <laughs> I was bombing so bad because I'm like trying to like you know I felt like the kid who couldn't read in class you know They're like oh fuck and they called on me and now I'm up here reading out of my notebook and I can't do it because I'm like trying to like interact with the audience like make eye contact and then I'm like looking back at the words and I'm, like fuck where am I and it, so I'm trying to do this whole joke or story, and it was just going horribly. And then eventually I was like, my buddy, thank God, he was like there. He was like, dude, put the book away. You don't need the book. <laughs> he done the same. He literally that. said that to me. And I was like, it's like, God damn it, he's right. And I put it away, and I just like, even though I was already in a hole, and I dug myself in a hole, yeah, I was able to like finish the story at least, which has to count for something. Like you know, yeah, maybe got a few giggles, whatever, but. It was like, put the fucking book away. So it, it's good that you went up there. No notes, no book. Like, that's something that you should strive for. And I think that was, it was, it was a solid performance, man. I think you, do you think you'll do it again? 100%. I think I'll do it again. I love that. And, you know, maybe I'll only do it in cities that I don't live in. Mm. That was a big, that was a big motivator. I was Interesting. like. Interesting. Because if I fail, like, whatever. I don't know anyone here. Who gives a shit? 
Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> like, just kidding. I love San Diego. Yeah. Beautiful city. But if I did, you know, piss myself on stage or something, yeah. they'd be like, oh, that fucking kid with the weird name who, like, pissed himself. I'm like, I don't care. I don't live here. Whatever. Yeah. It's chill. Who gives it's a chill. fuck? It's chill. Yeah. Is it I good? feel you. You know? That's funny. I, I, man, the thing is, is, though, like, you're going back to San Fran soon, you know? Yeah. Which is a great city for comedy, though. Like, many people have Too good. done... There's a really good comedy scene, so yeah, I feel but, nervous going up there. But but everybody started somewhere. Here, San Diego. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I, just going to fly down every weekend and just I do a it. Friday night. <laughs> Come hang Wednesdays. out, man. We'll do it. I'm down. I'm 100% Worth it. down. I'll fucking get you on the list every week. <laughs> yeah. But Friday night, Winston's. Check it out. It's Kirill. Can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely butchered it tonight, but it, it is what it is, right? Hey. It's funny, you're it's like, life. should I go by a different name? I'm like, no, man, just go by your name. You, you, you are you. Like, that's who you should go by. But see, okay. I get it. I have a, it's easy for me to say that. It's Miles Casey. The easiest name in the world to pronounce, but. Both words are like in names. the dictionary. It's two first names, basically. It, no one's going to mess that up. Yeah. But, uh. But eventually they start to learn it, and it's more interesting. Like. Is it? I, I don't know. I think it makes, it adds a special characteristic, but then again, what is it like Tom Segura's wife goes by Christina P because her last name's like Pajutsky or something right so maybe I'm wrong I don't know I listen in in my personal life I successfully A-B tested my name and you know on on Facebook and a lot of people know me as Kiro because I was like you know what this is easier to say it doesn't have a whole stupid conversation that follows Mm. And I've literally A-B tested. I've gone up to people and been like, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, And like, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, Kirill. And they're like, Krill? And I'm like, yes, I am C-plankton. <laughs> and they're like, Carol? I'm like, nope, I'm not a female. And they're like, Kyril? I'm like, god damn it, this fucking What am sucks. I doing? Yeah. So they're just butchering my name left and right. So Kirill makes, it's easier. It's easier. It's, it's not as hard to say. It's just like, it's not as unique almost. Even though it is unique. Like it's I've- very unique, but here's the thing. So inevitably what happens is they're like, Kiro, oh, what kind of, what what name is that? Like, where are you from? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I was born in the Ukraine. And they're like, oh, do you uh. speak Ukrainian? And I'm like, no, I speak Russian because of the Soviet Union back then. Like, oh, cool. Like, so then you have to do this conversation every time. How long have time? you been here? Like, do you go back ever <laughs> like they don't care no, no one cares they're just leading themselves down this path of like i guess i'm asking these questions yeah now. and you have to have this conversation every time and it sucks yeah and i've done this thousands of times and i'm just like this is fucking boring yeah so i've so the new thing i started doing this a few months ago i'd be like oh my name's kiro and they're like kiro i'm like yes uh, okay nice uh, all right and they just stop there. Yeah, they don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's it's fucking amazing. That's awesome, actually. That's funny. I love that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you should go by Kiro. I, I don't disagree now that you say that. Almost. And I would do it like share, like just one name. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Ladies I and like gentlemen, it. next up is Kiro. I, I love it. I'm it's like, very. Yep. Well, <laughs> That's it's me. so funny that you say that too, because there's another in a, in a way that name's very ambiguous, mm. which is nice too, because it doesn't have as many expectations, maybe or whatever, with it as well. But, like, something interesting that a comedian did back in the day, Jamie Foxx, his name is very sexually ambiguous. And, like, back in the day, he would say that females were, like, more likely to get a spot because the the host might be like, oh, maybe I'll hook up with a yeah. something, something, right? And his name's spelled with two X's and, like, Jamie Foxx, like, 
Who knows what that name is? So it helped him out. It helped him out. <laughs> so that's an interesting little like you know anecdote of him like doing that to his name and it actually kind of paying paying dividends for him, you know. And in San Francisco, I could legitimately pull off being any gender because yeah, because San, San Francisco. I mean, it's the Wild West out there. In terms of sex, it is the Wild West of sex, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just as fluid like a puddle basically mm. up there. Nobody, I mean. You, your your gender can blow with the wind, like whoop. all kinds of fluids blowing. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of fluids. It's San Francisco's very... a windy city, man. If you walk out on the street, you might get some fluids blowing in your face. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. And it might be poop. It might be poop. Might be poop. <laughs> and that might have been one of my jokes from eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Oh, one thing I did want to get into a little bit since I don't know much about you personally Ooh. because we've. We're good acquaintances. We're I, I think we're friends. I think we're the best of acquaintances. Yes, exactly. We're, we're like, we should be friends, but we're yeah. like, we haven't hung out as much as friends should possibly, or whatever it may be. There's like a time minimum you must hang out with yes. with someone in order to be Because we know each other friends. through Pete Nast, mutual friend, great guy. He's Shout man. out to Pete Nast. Yeah, love that dude. He's the man. Get nasty. He's the only reason I have most of my friends out here in San, San Diego, because Me he's too. such a good dude. Miles, I know the other yep. Miles through him. Absolutely. My homeboy Gil. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, all people. Virgil, I met all kinds of people. Virgil, yeah. yeah. Like, and, uh, <clears throat> but basically it's like, I, I don't really know, like, where are you, where are you from? Where you've been? What you've done? Like, I don't know much about you. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause you, I just learned tonight you're 32. Ooh. I'm 28, you know, yeah. four years. That's not bad. Like yeah. pretty much grew up in the same type of shit, whatever yeah. you want to say, you know, didn't have phones until late teens or whatever it may be. Yeah. And like all that type of stuff. But I was just curious, like, where'd you grow up? Where were you born? That type of thing. Just a little bit background for the peeps. All right, here we go. So, I was born in Soviet Union in the Ukraines. <laughs> it was bad. I was smuggled over in suitcase <laughs> when two years old on boat. Uh, we arrive Ellis Island and trade two pounds hot dogs for citizenship. <laughs> it was easier back then. <laughs> I lived in. Bro- I'm just kidding. I lived in Brooklyn most of my life, but I did move when I was two. I could have kept that going for a while. No, Should I, I've just done that the whole no, rest I, of the podcast. I was dying. That was funny. That was good. I liked it. So you were technically born Ukraine, Soviet Union. Soviet Union, it not was, Ukraine. So it's the Ukraine now. Now it is, but when I was born there, it was the Soviet Union. Okay. National language is Russian. Okay. When you're born, like what? 1986. Yeah, dude. Math, math skills. What? One ninety. So it's like four more. Dude, I disagree with your teacher give you a D in math. That was solid right <laughs> Dude, I was always good at math. That's the only thing I ever had going for me. They always thought I was a fucking idiot in English, even though now I'm trying to speak and use words as a profession. It's like, there was like, this guy is fucking below par. Suck it, Mr. Brown! They always hated me in English. I guess I was too much of a... Like, just not paying attention, you know, didn't care yeah. enough. But, yeah, so you moved from there at age two to Brooklyn? Yeah, lived my whole life pretty much in Brooklyn. From so you two... grew up in New York, like New yeah. York City, like 100%. the fucking. That's crazy to me, because yeah. I grew up in such small town, fucking little Kansas mm. ass, like fifteen thousand people. That's like the block for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously joking, but like there were three thousand people in my high school. <laughs> See, that's crazy. <laughs> Five of those high schools is my town. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn, that math skills coming yeah. out again. Though. That's all I do. That's all. That's all I was a finance major. Ooh, I'm making that money, say. except I'm broke as fuck, and it's, there's no irony spared on me that I'm a finance major who has no money. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
the the irony is very thick in this one, so mm. I do have to revel in that from time to time. But so grew up in Brooklyn, pretty much. I mean, if you come here at two, you're. I don't remember. No, shit. exactly. No. You're fucking as American as anybody yeah. else here. Even if you came later than that, it's like people young assimilate so quick and adapt to the culture and learn yeah. the language and whatever it may be. That's just kind of one of the things that America does beautifully in many ways. And, you know, take it for good or bad, whatever it may be, we do assimilate people very well. But Absolutely. You, but you grew like up... Like the fucking Boers over here. Yeah, exactly. Come to us, we will take you. Exactly. We, what's the... We'll take your weak, your sick, your poor... Blah, blah, blah. We <laughs> pretend that. Now it's not the same. You know, Trump does yeah. whatever he wants. Now it's like, we won't take anyone. It's like, get the fuck out of here. It's full. We're full. <laughs> Max capacity, bitch. <laughs> I got all this land. But, yeah, so how was it growing up in New York? I mean, just because it seems like such a fucking different experience from whatever I went through. Well, let's let's compare and contrast. I yeah, mean, I'm interested. I love this. It was crazy. I would say New York City is one of the craziest places to grow up. You lived in a, an apartment, I'm assuming? Or how, what, like, what, I don't know what to even... Yeah, so um, when I was younger, we moved around Brooklyn a little bit. For a while, we lived in this, like, high-rise in Brooklyn Heights, which okay. was sick. Yeah, yeah. Like sick views of Manhattan and mm. Brooklyn Heights is beautiful neighborhood. It was still kind of up and coming back then. Like it wasn't what the Brooklyn is now. It's like fancy pants kind of Brooklyn. I right? mean, Brooklyn or... Heights was one of the first neighborhoods to blow up because it's okay. right there. Fair it's enough. right across the bridge from Manhattan, and it's really nice. There were gorgeous houses and brownstones there. A lot of money. Yeah, but there was also some like shady bits. Okay, you know? like and Dumbo, which is popping now, used to be just real fucked up. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Because like, Jay-Z has that lyric of, like, should have invested in Dumbo now if you're like a Dumbo or whatever yeah, that shit is. Yeah, he should have invested like... in Dumbo. <laughs> That's funny. We all should have. But, uh, yeah, so I grew up in Brooklyn. It was crazy, man. It was cool because I was just exposed to so many different cultures. Uh-huh. And from the earliest of ages, I just, you know, was taking the subway to school and, you know, Wow. There were homeless people on the subway. There was rich people in suits. Mm. There was, you know, Dominican every walk of life is basically babysitters around just fucking going and talking in the fastest Spanish I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> if you can understand Dominican babysitter Spanish, you are in my book fluent in Spanish. Like that's amazing. And I feel like I got to that point at, at one point in my. <laughs> you were just around it so much. Yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, dude, it was a crazy place to live. Because then you're around all walks of, like, all cultures, all yeah. types of income levels. Like, that's that's what's so fascinating about me because everybody kind of has to take the subway. Or unless yeah. you're, like, super rich, maybe you have a driver that takes you everywhere or something crazy. But that's not the case for most people. And everybody gets around the subway, which yeah. is interesting. It's like the common denominator, mm, I feel like. I remember the first time I ever was on a subway. Ooh. I was in Boston. I was visiting a friend. Uh, my buddy Corey at MIT, mm-hmm. he was going to school there and he was like going to class for one day and I was like, okay, I'm going to go fucking venture out, explore the city a little bit. And I went to the, the see the ballpark, Fenway Park, blah, 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 whatever. <clears throat> and I'm heading back to the dorms. It's around five o'clock and I don't really, you know, time isn't registering with me. I'm just kind of wandering around the streets, whatever. And it's fucking packed on the subway. I'm like waiting in line for the, the car to come up and I don't even move because I, th- I thought it was full. And people literally walked around me <laughs> like I was a fucking idiot who was like, didn't know what the fuck he was doing because there was room on there. But it looked full to me in my like little Kansas-ass town where I'm like, oh, what's this? I'm fucking full. I'll wait for the next one, I guess. Like an idiot. And I just literally stood there and watched the train go by and didn't even get on the first time I ever rode. Like, I guess I, I had rode it there. But like the first time it was like crazy full, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
didn't know what to do, which is hilarious. Like you grew up that way, though. Dude, you're like, you gotta you jam it in there. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 get the uh, there's space for daddy. Get out the way. Always. I mean, dude, in Japan they're fucking insane about. I've they, seen they have like people who literally they cattle prod you. They yeah, cattle prod like, you in there. You in. They like literally fucking are like get in there, <laughs> boss. Like you fucking, oh, yeah. fucking suck it in, bitch. Yeah. Dude, it's. I mean, in New York it's the same way. I mean, you're mm. fucking jammed in there like your face is in some dude's armpit your hand is accidentally groping some really gross old chick my life is is bad my life (laughs) that's funny that's it so how long have you been out in california then now uh almost five years okay okay nice most of it in san fran then right yeah all of it yeah yeah so uh i moved out here for a startup which failed i'm not gonna name names or anything but if you feel like Looking me up on LinkedIn, it's some basic arithmetic there. You'll see it pretty <laughs> You'll quick. You'll see it. Um, yeah, moved out here about f- almost five years ago, and uh, it's been awesome. Dude, I fucking love the West Coast. Ah, me too. Beautiful. So beautiful out here. One, uh, one interesting perspective I'd be wanting to ask you about is like comparing San Fran to New York, because to mm-hmm. me, when I, I've never been to New York yet. I have, it's like on my list. I need to go. I would love to have a guide or somebody I knew there that was like, here's what you do. But... I've been to San Fran, and I get a little claustrophobic there. Just like I'm like I'm in the city, like I'm in it. Like there's not a lot of grass, there's not a lot of open space. Like I feel it doesn't go up as high as New York, but I feel closed in the same. Like, what's it compared like to San Fran versus New York? Do you still get that little? You like it just because you get like a little taste of the city, but it's not as much city. Or I'm just curious. All right, we got a lot to unpack. Here. Sorry, sorry, I asked a very long question there. First of all, I'm gonna call you out. I was called out on this when I first moved up to the Bay Area. Uh-huh. No one calls it San Fran except for the fucking transplants. Oh, okay. They call it SF. SF. Interesting. Even, even Frisco is frowned upon. <clears throat> I would never call it Frisco. But San Fran, but... which to me makes more sense uh-huh. and is easier to say. Uh-huh. I feel like it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's all. San yeah. But SF is like weird. It's like stilted. It's like in your face a little bit. Yeah. But that's what they say. Okay. So I've been called out many times, like, oh, San Fran? Like, oh, you're not from here. Oh, so I should say SF. That's good to know. I like that. You're trying to grow your Bay Area. No, thank you. I mean, I like to go up there. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to have the lingo down. I want to yeah. be a cool kid. You got to say SF. I want people to love me. Why do you think I do stand-up comedy? <laughs> Ooh. That maybe that's the wrong... That, that, <laughs> yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, that's what am I, what am I fucking doing? I'm just questioning it all now. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so first off, just for your own sake, I recommend going SF. with SF. Um, also, I'm trying to bring back Frisco personally, but that's apparently frowned upon too. I think Frisco I is great. I, I would never say it until sexy. you just said that. Because I was like, it's not in my, like, Frisco sounds like somebody who would be like, ciao. Yeah. Like, ciao. You know, like, what, what are you doing? Like, are you saying instead of buy, like, chow? Like, yeah, we're going to go to Frisco for the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, I, but, but I feel out. you. So, yeah. SF. SF, SF. Um, but honestly, look, coming from New York City, and San Francisco is called, like, the New York of the West Coast sometimes, mm-hmm. I think it's really funny to compare the two. And there's a really? lot of things. Interesting, okay. Oh, my God. It makes sense to me. They have to be completely different. They're so different, but also similar. It's funny. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was a little worried I moved to San Francisco. I was like, maybe it's not going to have, like, all the things that I need in the city. Like, I oh, love okay. art and events, culture. You want to be able to do stuff. You like to hang around people. Diversity. Like, 
what what frightens me about where you're from, and I want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, let's get into it. Is that everyone looks the same? Yeah, Everyone's I mean, like white and fucking Christian or Protestant or whatever the fucking sect of Christianity over there. That's fairly true. Fairly true. How weird is that growing I up? I got there? very lucky because like one of my best friends to this very day, I would do anything for this dude. I grew up next to uh, a Mexican family. Hmm. My buddy Omar Ramirez. He had three brothers. Uh, Sergio, George, and Rigo, and then a sister, Marissa, and I, I was over there all the time, hanging out with them since I was like age five, like very young, always hanging out over there, eating their food, like spicy food and like all that shit I love because of them, you know, so I got lucky in the sense that I grew up next to like people who looked different than me, and it was never a thing necessarily i'm not saying that maybe my dad has never said nothing racist or something i haven't been around it because that's definitely not my dad's case. probably said racist shit then that's, that's, not the, that's not the case you know like i'm not gonna say he's not innocent and the people a lot of people i know are innocent but i would say that i got lucky in the sense that i grew up next to them and was able to always be like these are my these are my homies you know what i mean so i had a little bit different perspective than most people because it is largely mostly white people you know and just the same type of white people yeah. too it's not like there's a lot of diversity of thought that appears in kansas and that's what's you know and it is what it is because i have friends who were raised a certain way and they're <clears throat> always going to be conservative and always you know support donald trump which is fine whatever it may be they, mm. they see things mm. that Mm-mm. no I'm, i have mm. family members that do it man like there's like Ugh. just who they are it doesn't even matter there's just no way they could have ever gone it's just so deeply ingrained in them and it's and they're good people they're good people. I love these people. They're Good's my a family. Relative term. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't disagree. I think what most of what's going on up there is a disaster. But I try not to, you know, get too into it because it's like there's so much going on, and it's just exhausting for me to even think about. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna try and do what I can do to make my life better. This type of thing. My and maybe that's selfish, and maybe that's wrong, but that's kind of where I'm at these days, you know. Yeah. But I have good good friends and family members. They voted for that man. See, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm an immigrant. And, like, I never really, mm. like, growing up, it so was hard to wife. feel American. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I'm don't, just, rub, don't rub it in. That yeah. makes it. Uh, anyway. Sorry. Sorry. I'll take Putin before I take fucking oh, his, his family. That's hilarious. But I don't know. Like, I, I never really felt like I, like, belonged so much in America because mm. of this whole, like, white christian thing and i was like i don't really feel like that and like that's why i've loved hip-hop always because it was like this mm. underculture mm. that's just like expressing your like anger and frustration and you're like i feel like you know i don't really fucking belong like i'm different so for me personally like i feel really weird when it's like a whole room of all of the same people Ooh. and honestly it doesn't even matter that it's like all white people or all fucking black people or all like you know Puerto Rican people, but, but it's like all any the one same. uniform thing. I'm like, this feels weird to me. Mm. Even if it's all people that are exactly like me, even if it's like a room full of like white fucking Russian people that are all, I'm like, this still feels weird. Like I like the diversity. Mm. I like it. If it, it that's feels part like of growing up me. in New York, I feel like that yeah. has to be a big factor in that because you're always around so many different walks of life, so many different cultures, and you're experiencing it all, taking it all in. Like here's the good bits of this, here's the good bits yeah. of that, and that's what's so interesting about it. That's when you can make that that stew almost of like, oh, here's what I want to take from my life and make my own thing. Instead of being so ingrained into one way or one type of life or like, oh, my family was like, before like divorces happened or whatever, like Irish Catholic, which is like, (laughs) 
fucking, you know, like that shit's just straight and narrow. Like you got, you walk the line, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it, and and my grandpa and my grandmother on my dad's side both came over here from Ireland. So, you know, there was a little bit of the immigrant mentality, but not really for me. Like it wasn't like the same, you know what I mean? Because my, I wasn't around it as much, I guess, or whatever, but. I, I find it interesting that you kind of have a little bit of that immigrant mentality. Like, I grew up in Kansas. Fucking Kansas. <laughs> like, there's not, you're not going to be like, I got, I got some of that immigrant mentality about my brother. Like, no, you're like, you're fucking one way. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting to me, yeah. It is, and that's, like, growing up, there was a lot of other immigrants that I also felt kind of mm. a, a camaraderie with, like a kinship with. There was, like, all, like, the Chinese and, like, all the Asian and Indian and... yeah. Just all these other immigrant groups that were all just like my people, just like my family. Like they came to this country because their parents were like, "Our country's fucked." Like we found a way out. Yeah, and we're looking for a better life. Yeah, looking for a better life. And you come here as a kid, and you're like, "This place is awesome. I want to fucking hang out and party." (laughs) And they're like, "No, work fucking hard. Like go fucking to school. Like what? You got a B plus? That's bullshit." Like we have expectations. Yeah, and the, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like this place is super chill. I can just hang out. And they're like, no, like. But Tommy's chilling, man. His parents are like, hey, do whatever yeah. you want, bro. <laughs> and you're like, no, not for you. Like not for you. You must fucking work hard and I you love, must get uh, good grades. Like all this shit. I don't want to say I love that, but I, it's 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 interesting to hear that. Like I fucking like that perspective is like very real within like it didn't happen to me. My dad was always like, hey, all I know. You should work hard, and he worked hard, so that was a good example for me. But it was like, just get an education. He's like, you don't want to end up <laughs> working these fucking shit jobs that I'm doing until yeah. you're 60. And I was like, that was the only, like the biggest piece of advice he always, you know, my mom the same way, get an education. But like, that was, he would beat that in, like, you know, like sometimes, like literally beat literally. that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, that, so it's just funny to hear, like, they were like, no, 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 you got to be serious. We have these expectations. And that's very, like, a very immigrant type of thing. Like, a very, spe- are you, like, so you're first generation. I mean, I was born in another country. Yeah. So, like, you're, I'm like, zero generation. You're not even, oh, that's interesting. Zero gen. They Damn. don't talk about us. Damn. That's interesting. I didn't even realize that yeah. necessarily. That's right. Okay. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't say it on this podcast because they'll fucking revoke my passport. Like, who the <laughs> fuck knows what's going yeah, on? Yeah, dude. Trump's coming for you. He's, He's coming for you now. It's game Tommy. over. It's too late. Sorry, I'm. It's, it's game over. No. Trump is like the evil Santa Claus. Like he'll <laughs> fucking come in and like just take your gifts away. You're like, what the fuck, man? He'll like give you coal. Like you fucking asshole. Like, I was I good. I just had a PS4. What the fuck? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's wild. I can't. I can't even deal with that guy. He's exhausting. Nah, science off. Science off. Science off. But uh, so let's see. We talked about the open mind. We talked about your ability to stand up, which I am excited that you told me you're going to do it again. I love that. I'm going to do it again. I love that. I'm a glutton for punishment. I really like being up there. Do you have any brothers and sisters? No. No, no, no. Single, only child? Okay, interesting. I was an accident. Oh, interesting. My parents did not make any more accidents. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. It's funny when you know from a young age that you're an accident. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's funny when every chance they get, they'll be like, by the way, just to remind you, I did not want you. I did not sign up for this shit. Like, damn. FYI, F my eye. Yeah, you gotta. No, no, now you have to be a comedian now that I know this. <laughs> Jesus oh, man. Christ. I got so much material. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. It's not rehearsed. No, it's but just that's raw. Yeah, dude, that's raw and real, and I love it. It's funny. Like, it's. It's not funny, but it is when you tell it like that. It's like, dude, I had I had a rough childhood. 
So did, I, I can relate. I had a very rough childhood as well. Different in many ways, I'm sure, but rough nonetheless. So one of the things, one of the common things that I would hear growing up, in addition to the accident, mm-hmm. I would, um, you know, I'd come home with like a B in like Ooh. some subject, you know? Mm. And my dad would be like, you know, okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. I was an A student. Your mother was a... C student, it makes sense you are B because you are half and half. Yes, okay. Damn. Like I'm like, that's like on the one hand, like it sounds like it's like a it's okay, son. Like you'll do better next time, but it's really not. It's no, more it's... like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like that fucking. Stings. He's like, no, this is yeah, that that's what I expect out of this. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. So, that, so I never had anything like that necessarily. Like. You didn't have that psychological level of abuse. Not not. It was always much more just like just blatant neglect, I guess. <laughs> like you know, like uh, good old neglect. You know, I don't even know when to call it that because I love my parents and they're great people and they've done a much like much better since this time in their life. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah. Whoa. What up? You guys listen to this? Hell no, you don't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's like they they were just not there. They were not present. Like mm. I remember being in sixth grade and I was cooking my brother and I dinner. I was doing our laundry. I was making sure we got up for school. It's like... Sixth grade. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because my dad was already in this bad spot. Killing And nobody knew my mom was in this, like... She was better, like... I don't want to say better hiding it, but, like, nobody was paying attention as much. Or She worked nights, so when she was tired during the day, it was like, oh, she's just sleepy or tired or whatever, you know? she It was, like, almost like a an excuse to look, like, in a certain way. But, like, I was... I was doing that early. Like, I was, like, having to take care of shit way too early. That type of thing. Wait, and, can we get into this for a second? You're saying yeah. your mom would, like, always look sleepy and tired? No, I'm just being, like, she was, like, Are I'm just saying she was... needles laying around? Yeah, I found them. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Just making Like, sense. it was, like, I, I don't know if it was injecting cocaine or whatever mm. it may have been, but it was something along those lines. And I walked in on her one time, and she was, like, hiding it, you know, tucks it away, like, in the... I'm like, like... I'm in sixth grade. I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm fucking dumb. I'm a sixth grader. But, like, obviously something bad's happening here. And that's when I started to, like, figure things out a little mm. bit. That's when I moved away. And, like, I would start staying at my aunt's, like, asking my, my, my Aunt Karen, like, hey, can we just chill over here for the night? <laughs> like, we're just chilling. And, then, like, eventually she picked up on something was wrong. And then that's when we, like, started living with her. I was lucky to have, like, a family member that took us in. Because I could have easily ended up in fucking yeah. the Kansas foster care. And that's a n- n- nightmare. No offense if anybody, you know, it's just, it's so hard to make it out of that environment. It's not a thriving environment. It's a very, but yeah, not a lot so of I got Nobel lucky. Laureates I got very lucky. I got very lucky, you know, even though it was shit, it was lucky shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that type of thing. But it's like, you know, everybody, like, everybody has their own battles. Everybody has their own struggles and it's all about perspective. You only know what you know. You know what I mean? So right. everybody has their own struggles, and it can seem as big or as small as that to them at any given day. You just have to realize that. <laughs> I love that. I, lo- I love it. I just did that earlier to you. We had to. We sorry. We had to open some more beers. We're fucking having a good real time sneaky here. little bottle yeah. open there. Yeah. If you, if you didn't hear that. <laughs> I thought I pulled it off. Yeah, I thought you did all right. I thought it was perfect actually, better than mine earlier. I was like fucking around, but anyways. Yeah, I just said put the bottle cap down yeah, without don't. it making any sound. <laughs> I fucked that up, fucked that up. But it's like, you know, it is what it is. You just know what you know, and you go through it, and you figure it out. Mm. And you make yourself stronger or weaker because of it. And 
I think from what I can see from both of us, we've both benefited from these hard lives and like having this weird upbringing that's not always welcoming or so inviting or whatever yeah. it may be. And it makes you more interesting and more unique in many ways than having Absolutely. this like cookie cutter like, here's what you got. You yeah, know, cheers to that shit. Cheers. Absolutely. Fuck all those rich people born with a silver spoon in their goddamn and mouth. And some of them are my friends. They're good people, but I don't Yeah, shout always... out to all the rich people with spoons in their mouth. Made the bar tab at night when I can. Yeah. You know, I, I love you guys too, but it's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Some people won't understand the struggle as much as others, and I think that's why it's easy to, not easy, but it's like, I know trying to do this comedy thing or whatever it may be, I'm like, well, I fucking ate peanut butter and bread only for like a long time at one point like you're just eating peanut butter and bread and some ramen noodles like if i can do that i can't fucking do comedy and still live in ocean beach california the fuck am i doing why am i sad why do i ever complain like i've had like a perspective switch recently i took a little dose of some you know i mentioned it in the podcast before or something but took a little dose of you know natural medicine and it fucking just gave me this 180 percent switch of my mind and it's been much better since then, I'd say. But anyways, I digress from that. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I find it interesting living out here in the West Coast. Yeah. It's just like, everybody kind of lets you do your own thing. I don't know how it is in the New York if people are open to that. But like in Kansas, it's like people will judge you. People don't want you to do something that's a little out of the norm. They don't like you. And I, and I love my peeps in Kansas. But it's just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, people have these expectations of how things go down. And it's very traditional there. And it's not here in Ocean Beach. That's why I love it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like San Diego is a beautiful place, and it's really has a unique thing going for it. I mean, mm. when when the weather's this nice, like when everything's just like this fucking dope, like how pissed can you really be mm. about anything? Mm. So you know, that makes sense to me. You know, San Francisco is a little weird because on the one hand, it mm. is always nice. It's always you know either sunny or cloudy or like whatever but the what like temperature's nice. moderate yeah. temperature but it's always like a little chilly it's never like that warm mm. and i feel like it doesn't create that same kind of beach vibe like no when you think you know us east coasters when we think about like california and like the west coast yeah. like surfer like yeah bro like everyone's chilling it's really san diego it like is. this is the fucking right. place You're i'm right. like this is the california of my dreams very different it is very different very dude different. it's cold as fuck Yo, I and got the people, people are different. People are very different. But just weather, like, people will come and visit me, and they'll be like, get off the plane, like, in shorts and a t-shirt, like, ready to fucking go. And they'll just get hit in the face with that wind. They're like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, that's wild. Cold <laughs> shit. Dude, I've had multiple people, not even one, multiple people that have visited me have to buy winter jackets <laughs> In San Francisco, oh, because it's fucked. that fucking cold. I always bring a hoodie just in case, because you don't know what the weather Dude, is. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uniqlo straight up set up a vending machine in the oh, airport, that's so, so funny. people could just buy a fucking bubble vest right there, because they saw the market. They were like, people are oh. buying jackets off the airplane. Like, oh fuck, like that's hilarious. I was mistaken. I was so so mistaken. <laughs> I thought I was going to California. I'm sorry, but that's what's crazy about California. It's so fucking big that by the time you get to the top of it. Yeah. It isn't even it is the same fucking place. Yeah. Like, the trees and shit up there. Like, this is the desert out here. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, it's just wild. But, I don't know, that's why I love California, I guess. But, I don't know. We've talked enough about how we love California. Right, I, right. Did, I did I did want to ask you. I thought it was interesting because we were talking, I think it was, you know, the last time we met. 
you mentioned that you were in like some crazy accident and I wanted mm. to hear a little bit more about it because I don't know much about it just that you were in it and then we'll well you know we're at like 35 minutes we'll keep going but we'll start wrapping up after that a little bit maybe yeah so about three and a half years ago okay. I was in a crazy accident mm-hmm now I could get very detailed and graphic with this which maybe I will it's up to you. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you no. It's uh, obviously I don't edit anything, Ooh. so it's up to you. This is your, you know, yeah, free form. Do whatever you want. But uh, so basically, I was driving back from Tahoe, and were you up there just like partying or I was skiing? Out? Dude, okay, skiing. you're skiing. Okay, gotcha. I love snowboarding. It was winter, then, so. winter. Okay. And here's the funny thing about this: I had specifically put winter tires on my car because I had a you know front wheel drive, and I was like want to make sure I don't fuck up in the weather okay. up there. And I had even asked, like I did some Google searching and I asked a mechanic, I was like, what's the risk of just having winter tires on your car like the whole year round? Like, why not? And basically it was like, well, you might have like a little bit less traction. So like maybe underinflate them a little bit or like whatever, but like don't, you know, go too crazy, but like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, okay, cool. Put winter tires on my car, I'm driving up in Tahoe and Basically, like, it's so hot that all the snow just melts off the road, and it's, like, 50 degrees, so you're pretty much driving in, like, summer conditions. I had winter tires on my car. Oh. That, in my opinion, is what the cause of the accident was, because basically my car just, like, slipped off the road. I did take a turn, like, a little bit too sharp, but not, like, so sharp that it was, like... You know, game over. Game over. It was like sharp. It was like sharp enough that I'm like, oh, this is fine. You like, should be able to grip the road. Should be able to grip the road. Yeah. Well, my car fucking. The last thing that I remember is my car just like losing grip, just like slide. Fuck. The next. And that's thing, like the the feeling of that just like pure, pain. Like what? It's and like, then you wake up and. It's like that feeling when like. You're like falling and you have that like your stomach oh, that's, falls yes. out. That stomach sinking yes. feeling. Mm. Oh, it was fuck. like that. And then just like black. Damn. And the next thing I know, I wake up in the hospital. And it was just like in the movies. Dude. These nurses were like, you know, you've been in an accident. Everything's going to be all right. You're okay. Like, don't panic. You know, you're in the hospital. You're going to make a full recovery. Mm. Like, everything's mm. going to be fine. Don't panic. You have a bunch of tubes in you. And I was like, and I'm like trying to talk and like don't try to talk like you have a tube breathing for you so I motion for like a pen you know because I'm like what the fuck Mm -hmm. give me a pen and a pad and I scribble down I can't breathe and they're like no you're fine like the machines are breathing for you and I'm like no like I can't like and then I start coughing and I start coughing up peanut butter (laughs) because (laughs) before the accident I was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh my god and they were like, dude, you've been coughing up peanut butter the entire surgery. Like, this has been a nightmare to deal with. On top of this, like, <laughs> life-threatening surgery, there's just, like, peanut butter everywhere. They were like, how much fucking peanut butter did you eat? Like, oh, Jesus Christ. So, That's... cough up a little more peanut butter, and I still can't really talk. And they're like, you know, everything's okay. You're going to be fine. Again, want to emphasize that. Like, uh-huh. don't panic. You're fine. We called your parents. Your mom's on her way. And I scribbled down. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> They're like, She's gonna you idiot. Yeah. Like, you idiot. You don't understand, like, oh, no. what's happening. Like, what, what's what been going on. Mm-hmm. 
And they proceeded to tell me about all the fucked up shit that happened since I was medevaced into a level one trauma center. That's intense. So before I get into all that, here's the other side of the story. Mm -hmm. My buddy sitting next to me in the passenger seat. You weren't by yourself. Nope. The car skids off the road. He says his recollection of this is that he's like, I don't know what happened, but I remember being like upside down, right side up, upside down. Like we were like rolling and tumbling like multiple times. Mm. The car fucking lands on the side and he like fucking looks around and he's like, what the fuck? Am I okay? And he looks up to his left because the car's on its side on the passenger side. So he looks up to the left at me and I'm getting choked out by the seatbelt. Holy fuck. <clears throat> and he sees me in the condition that I'm in and he used the words river of blood. Yikes. Like bad. So he fucking unstraps me, throws me in the back seat like carefully but like is like I got to get him the fuck out of there. Yeah. And gets out of the fucking car which is like a steaming wreck on the side of the road. At this point, like, multiple people have pulled their cars over. Okay. And people are walking over. Like, the fucked up thing is... called. People are... They're attempting. But we're in between Tahoe and whatever the next fucking town is, Roseville. In the mountains. In the mountains. No one has service. Oh, my God. So everyone's trying to get a fucking signal to call 911. No, bro. And no one can get a goddamn signal. And... While everyone's trying to figure this out and they're trying to get 911 on the phone, they look over and they see me crawling out of the back window, <laughs> like a fucking... the shattered back window, like crawling out commando style. Like a zombie? Just back fucking... from the dead? Oh my god. And the thing is, like, this was told back to me. I don't, obviously don't remember yeah, any of this. Yeah, yeah. And That's this like a survival instinct thing or something. Dude, bro. I was like, I'm a fucking G. Yeah. I was like, I'm like bleeding out, like Jesus I'm fucking Christ. dying in this car, and I'm crawling out commando You're like, style. Hey, I'm not going out like this, bitch. I'm not going out like this. And what was so funny is, even for weeks after the accident, after I like got out of the hospital, my parents were like, "But we still don't understand why you have these like scratches. Like you have these like terrible scars up and down your like left arm." Oh, you were a fucking crawler. And it wasn't until my buddy told me this, his side of the story. This is his story. Wow. It wasn't until he told me this like weeks later that I realized, oh, it was because I was crawling commando style Ugh. through the broken glass. Ugh. And luckily there was this one guy who like had some experience as an EMT and he ran over to me and was like, stop. stop. Like, stop moving. You need to lay down. Like, you're not good. Like, Damn. please lay still. They got a signal out to 911. A fucking ambulance came through. The they paramedics were like, came out and were like, that. dude, the paramedics were like, you're not going to make it. Holy fuck. They were like, you're bleeding out internally. <clears throat> your spleen is ruptured. No. There's too much blood. You're not going to make it. Like, by the time we drive to the fucking hospital, done. you're not. You're done. They had to fucking call in a helicopter, chopper down in the middle of the highway, blocked all traffic in this, like, you know, one lane each direction <sighs> highway, threw me in the fucking helicopter, and, like, took me out. Holy shit. And my buddy is just there watching all of this. He's like, is my friend about to fucking die? Like, what? But I just fuck? see my friend die basically the whole time, yeah. And so he's got this whole crazy side Poor story, damn. Where he like wasn't really hurt at all somehow. Miracle. Miracle. That's amazing. And he's got the whole rest of the story, which I'll get to later. Yeah. Choppered me into the fucking hospital. My spleen's ruptured, 
So they got to fucking clamp that off, cut my spleen out, like whatever. That's like priority one. Then all my ribs are broken on my left side and I have multiple puncture wounds in my left lung. So lung collapsing, now they have to save the lung. Save the lung, that's okay. Then the doctor's like, wait, where's this kid's stomach? Turns out my fucking stomach had gone up and ruptured my diaphragm and fucking he had to like reach in inside me and like grab that, like pull it out. Like he was, I, this story was described to me the next day. My organs are on the fucking table next to me. Holy shit. Like they got all this fucking taken care of and shoved everything back inside me and like put me back together fucking Humpty Dumpty style. And like a few days later after the hospital, when I like took my first poop, they were like cheering. They were like, it works. Oh, it works. My. <laughs> God. We put you back together, but we didn't know if it would like still work down there. So it's cool. Like you actually pooped. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> That's insanity. Wow. That's crazy that you were there. Like that was that bad. Wow. That's intense. So this whole story of like all this stuff happened to me. Uh huh. You know, and like they fixed me up and they stitched me up and everything's fine. And I wake up the next morning, and they're like, "You're okay. Everything's fine." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Don't call my mom." And they tell me all this stuff and, you know, eventually I kind of like come to and I realize like, okay, like I'm alive. This is life. And I do what any guy would do in this situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As soon as all the nurses left, everyone <laughs> left me alone. I reached my hand down, gave my dick a couple little tugs, made sure I could still feel it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, okay. Testing okay. the waters, making sure. Yeah, yeah. I think my dick still works. <laughs> there you go. So everything's going to be all right. All right. You know? And that made you, that was like a huge point of relief for you. Like, all right, fucking released. I got that. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is life. This is my life now. Mm. Like, I'm I'm blacking in. I'm coming to into like wow. whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to be thankful that like I'm experiencing anything. Wow. Just happy. Like, that's my new thing I've been trying to say yeah. to myself. I'm just happy to be here. Just happy to be. I'm just happy to be here. Wherever I'm here, wherever here is, I'm trying to be happy to be here. Yeah. Because if I experience life that way, I have a chance of experiencing life much more positive or in a happy sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, wow, that's that's a powerful story. That's intense, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I had no idea it was like that fucking crazy. I went deep. I went deep on I it. I love it. That was perfect. Hey. So- I mean, you have anything else you want to say, like kid up? I mean, we're, we don't have to necessarily end it now, but we're getting close to it. I mean, if you have anything else you want, anything been on your mind lately, anything you want to talk about? I mean, you know, we'll wrap it up after that. But that was a good story. That was fucking intense, man. Thank you, thank yeah. you. That I was want, like I, I want to hear like biting my fucking fingernails, <laughs> and she's like, "Holy shit, what's that? Did he make it? Did he make it?" You're like sitting here across from me, and I'm like, "Did he? Is he gonna live?" Like for those at home, there are actually fingernail bits on the table. <laughs> kind of gross. I feel like you should get a grip. <laughs> I've been working on it. I've actually <laughs> talked about it on here. Um, I don't know, man. Putting me on the spot. Is there no, anything I, mean, I want to oh. talk about? Is there anything I want to talk about? I don't know. Did don't we want to do... I, I, I've heard... Should we do a freestyle? Should we do a, a little freestyle? There's a rumor that there might be a freestyle mm. in this. And if that's the case... Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. I'll get a beat. I'll pick a beat here. Oh, yeah, get you a hit. You know, get going right. Get going right. All right. I'm going to find a beat. Making sure you guys can hear that out in podcast world. We're smoking drugs out here. Yeah. Is that too loud? Let's turn it down just a smidge. Oh. Oh, oh, that's yeah. a nice beat. Miles, did yeah. you pick that? Oh, I did pick that. 
Chilling out here on this podcast And I'm feeling my thoughts going real fast Millennium man child But who's the real child? No chives on my omelet I like that shit straight up with a little bit of salt lick A little bit of black pepper I season it just right Never overdo it Always keep it right That's why I keep my rhymes tight this dude coming from Brooklyn, slinging it on the West Coast. Is it the best coast? I don't know, but I like it. Everybody come check it out. I just write it. I just inspire motherfuckers. Everybody going down like some truckers on the highway of life. Ooh. Which exit are you gonna take? Don't even take me down that path. Cause it's inevitable. We all going to reach the end. So instead, stay insatiable. Just live in the moment. Everybody look around. Own it. You only oh. get one chance, you gotta take it oh. Don't be complacent Don't try to fake it All these fake ass people out there Nah, I'm not down with that Just keep it real Yeah, yeah Word up, that's what's up, dude That's the way to end the podcast That was perfect, I love that brother See acrylic, baby, we do this one yeah. time, one time Thanks for coming by, yeah, my baby. dude, thank you I love that, alright Till next time, peeps Man, John, out Turn me up, yeah. Oh, what if somebody from the shadow was ill? Got a deal on the hottest rap label around. But he wasn't talking about coke and birds, it was more like spoken word. Except he's really putting it down. And he explained the story about how blacks came from glory and what we need to do in the game. Good dude, bad night, right place, wrong time. In the blink of an eye, his whole life changed. If you could feel how my face felt, you would know how Mace felt. Thank God I ain't too cool for the safe belt. I swear to God, drive a two on a sewer. I got a lawyer for the case to keep us in my safe, safe. My dogs couldn't tell if I, I look like Tom Cruise on Vanilla Sky. It was televised. Accident like Geico. They thought I was burned up like Pepsi did Michael. I must got an angel, cause look how death missed his ass. Unbreakable, what you thought they call me Mr. Glass? Look back on my life like the ghost of Christmas past. Toys of us where I used to spend that Christmas cash. And I still won't grow up, I'm a grown ass kid. Swear I should be locked up for stupid sh- that I did, but I'm a champion. So I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire, slip my soul through the wire. You know what I'm saying? When the doctor told me I had a um, I was gonna have a plate in my chin. I said, dog, did you realize I'm never making them a plane now? Boom, bop. Oh shit, two freestyle raps and one man-child podcast? Wow. Wow. Incredible. But that's really all we got for you. That was the 48th episode of the Millennial Man-Child Podcast. And holy shit, that year mark is approaching really fast. Really, really fast. But, man, it's awesome. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with this. Um, I guess... I don't have a whole lot for you here at the end. I just want to say, like, since I am doing Sober October, I mentioned at the beginning, some of my goals for this month are to exercise more, read more, uh, write more, meditate more, and maybe set up some new goals for the year. Start looking into that. So we'll see. Should be good. I'm going to have a lot of free time because I'm not going to be getting high. I'm not going to be wasting my time just sitting there on the couch smoking the bong. Uh hopefully, (laughs) and yeah, 
So it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how this month progresses. And as I said, I will be giving you the updates. Hopefully you're joining in with me. If you are, reach out. Let me know how it's going. I'm happy to, uh, you know, I guess I'm not going to be on social media as well. That's the, so, you know, reach out, but I won't get back to you until after sober October, probably, if, if you're cool with that, you know. But yeah, I uh, hope you're joining in as well. Why not? I think it's good to get away from it. Reset the brain, the mind. Just have a fresh perspective on things for a little bit. So it should be good for me. Um, and like I said, I've been meditating so far. Two for two. Meditated yesterday. Already meditated today. Killing it. Killing it. So let's see. Hopefully I can get all 31 days of October. That was one of my goals. You know, meditate all 30 days. Write a little bit every day as well. So, and I, you know, it's crazy. It's weird how when you don't smoke the bong first thing in the morning that you can get up and do stuff. I actually went for a fucking run first thing this morning and then worked out after that. Never have done that. Not recently anyways. And uh, I think we know why. <laughs> so that was uh, it was fun to actually get up and do that and be like feeling productive and getting shit done early in the day. So that was cool. Uh, already liking that. And, you know, I know this first week's going to probably be the most annoying. You know, I'll be a little more on edge, a little short with people maybe or whatever. But once you get past the first week, it's really not that bad, I feel like. And it's not like it's that bad anyways. I don't have a, a real heavy addiction. I'm not like, hey, I'm going to die. I don't get it. Like, I'm going to be all right either way. But I, I do have a tendency to be maybe a little short or a little allow things to get to me a little quicker when I ain't had my medicine. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that should be, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how this plays out. But yeah, we're going to just wrap it up here. Uh, I, wanted you to, I wanted to mention I've been re-watching a show. I've been looking for a show to get into and just have to be able to put on just like, you know, mindlessly not give a fuck. And I recently started watching Merlin on Netflix. It's actually a show I've seen before. And I used to punish my roommate at ATO, Scott Gailey, with uh, <laughs> watching Merlin and whoo i still love it he hated it everybody i have ever even seen that's watched it hates it but i think it's fucking amazing it's so goofy all the characters are fucking goofballs it's like a british television show so uh it has like kind of their humor and their shit going on but i i'm a fan it has like five seasons too so i'm back in it i'm starting it over that way i can watch it mindlessly like don't have to really focus i kind of already know what's going on but it's still good and i guess i was just letting you know that you should check out Merlin if you're looking for something to watch because uh, I I don't know I like it <laughs> but yeah um got a couple shout outs here one second got a shout out to Boog because he's going to be dropping the hottest mixtape in the world no but he was talking to me shout out to Kyle Kramer uh Dylan Hugan and Mike Tisford talking about Khabib and Connor shout out to Omar again reaching out he actually got me to get a haircut because he commented that my split ends were looking pretty bad and that's a real friend right there looking out for the kid because the split ends were looking horrible and people were letting me live a lie basically so uh shout out to austin as well and i'm sure there's some that i missed i've been trying to keep on track of it but like i said i don't have social media right now so you know it is what it is but as always folks thanks for listening uh today's music was what they want by russ through the wire kanye west and The Count by Wiz and Currency. So I, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, you beautiful bastards, I'll see you later. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More money, more flames, yeah. More
escucha música de Harry Backwards joints get rolled up. Learned that in Amsterdam. Learned as a young man. Get cash fast as you can. But don't blow it too fast. Always save some for the road. Make the smoke last. Never ask permission. We just blow past. Mama twisting up joints. I'm just scribbling in this notepad. Hoping that the hotel got good room service that I could throw back. Put on a movie that's a throwback. Or just some beats. Harry Fraud just sent a whole pack. Maybe hit the pool, swim a couple laps Do my best when I relax Back in the day, the way they used to send a message All facts, be without a scratch Used to doubt us, now the game wouldn't be the same without us Smoke the loudest uh, My wig up, my bitch bad My germs burn slow, all my cars go fast Sweatpants, pockets is bulging with cash Hella stacks, dipped in that player shit They never put on the racks Members only shit, private show, run my back Fashion bloggers have to ask you where you got it at Spill it just a real nigga who can rap Only deliver facts about my life But it's tight cause my life is all that Famous enough to get in there for free But not so famous that people keep bothering me Why chopping the tree, smoking one It's a selfie, a motherfucking personal son It's enough gas in the world for all of you So I ain't about to pass my fucking joints over to you We can get high, calm through these iTunes Baby, I got hella player rules in the Chevy as we cruise I can't wait until no